Novo Time, episode 25. My name's Jose Velez, I'm one of your hosts, and with me is Mr. 2160P, Joe Young. Wow, changing it up every episode. I like this. What's good, guys? I'm glad yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna try it. We're gonna try and get creative with this thing, man. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fresh, man. Keeping it fresh, like uh, unlike Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get shredding in a second here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Joe, Joe, what's up, man? Uh, what you been up to this week? Oh man, it's been um. Just personally, a lot of you know busy stuff going on. Um, so I, I you know, I, I regret to say I've not gotten back into gaming, but the holidays is coming, right? So I look forward to getting back into to AC, so I can give you guys an update. You know, I've been talked to to another individual recently, played the game, say, "Hey, you seen how good this game is?" I'm like, "Oh, I, I don't tell me anything, because I really want to get back into that." So I, I look forward to giving you guys more of an update there. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, and then uh, also, you know, just uh, was, you know played catch up on the Flash recently. Um, that's most of the stuff I did over the weekend was pick up on Flash, uh, Star Wars Rebels, which is getting really good. Um, but the Flash, um, you know, it's it, unfortunately I think it's gotten to the place, man. I know you jumped off the ship a while, uh, the ship a while back. I think I'm, yeah. I think I'm done, man. I really think I'm done. I think it's something. I think, yeah. I think it's just gone too far. Yeah, I saw some of the reactions on YouTube were pretty negative from what I've seen. Yeah, it's I mean, like, and I've heard a few different people say like they they were done from the beginning of the season. Um, yeah. it's it's just it's just unfortunate, you know, because um, the first season was just so good. Um, but but you know they they uh, some things just don't last forever, and and where they're taking the show, I just don't think it's something that interest me i've got you and i you know we're both men that are very busy and limited time and when we do have time we want to actually sit down and watch something we enjoy not something just to watch something um yeah. so I, I think i'd rather spend my time watching something else i'll actually enjoy so that's the unfortunate news but rather than getting dark and depressing obed give me some give me some good news man what have you been up to uh not much. The only thing that i've had time to catch up with uh over last weekend and a little bit this morning uh, is the Horizon Zero Dawn expansion, the Frozen Wilds, mm-hmm. and and it, it's very good. Um, it's the the map that you actually unlock is pretty substantial. It's about a, I want to say about a quarter uh, of of the entire map. So you know you have the entire map that that you have on the regular game. So what you unlock is like an additional twenty five percent of that map. I want to say about 20 and it's very good. Uh, that game's real pretty and I've forgotten how pretty that game is, man. Wow. And, yeah. So uh, the first one Wilds is basically following, um, Aloy into the land of the Banuk, uh, tribe, which you actually get to encounter on, on a side quest. Uh, you don't if you you can actually avoid the these guys completely, but you go on a side quest over to um uh, to that section of the map where the where the tribe is, and then you can interact with some people, and then there's a couple of side quests up in that area. Um, but this is like getting really deep into these guys and what they believe, and uh, and if, uh, man, it's very good. Um, so far. It, the thing's supposed to be about around 15 hours long. I think I'm, all, I'm, I'm in about eight hours 
and I still have a lot of things to do. It's That's really great. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was worth it. It was fifteen bucks if you had PS Plus. It's twenty if you don't have it. So I mean, it wasn't that much, and for the amount of content that you get, it's it's actually decent. Um, the the biggest thing, Joe, that that this expansion. I don't want to call it DLC because it's 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 an actual expansion. Um, nice, and and it feels great because you actually get a, a chunk of story, a bunch of side quests, and a huge area of the map that you can explore, uh, along with you know new weapons and new um, new mechanical creatures or you know however you want to call them. And the the biggest difference uh, between this area and the rest of the map uh, is just back in uh, difficulty. It's really hard. Like nice. I'm get I'm getting whooped. Like, that game wasn't easy to begin with. Like I, I never play games on easy. I don't like to do that. I oh like yeah. Be, I like to go default first, and then if I feel like it, then I'll go up from there. But it's hard. Like the the the, the main game is hard because when you start the game, you're really underpowered and you get hit a lot, and and um, you have to basically depend on your healing items to get through big fights um, unless you unlock the like the ultimate armor in the game mm. and, and that's luckily i did before i actually finished the main game uh, i went in and did the side quest to unlock it and man if it wasn't for that armor i was like i would not be enjoying this because it's hard wow yeah like even without armor i'm getting whooped <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I actually got to unlock one of the one of the new weapons today is a, a new bow that does um, about thirty percent more damage than your uh, than your than the rare longbow that the very rare longbow that you get on on the main game. So now I can do a little bit more damage, and um, I got to upgrade two of the new weapons that you get. Uh, it's good. I, I can't say enough about this game. This, this game is is probably my top in in my top five favorite games for for ps4 so far so i, I was um, i was gonna say that's what i've been hearing i've been hearing yeah. so many good things about this game and i know possibly later on we'll do a year recap or something on games but um but sure. yeah i was curious to see where this ranks and i mean it sounds like this could be the best of the year for for PlayStation, it 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 could be, and I don't want I don't want to spoil it. Uh, I do have some ideas for ah. uh, for a year for a year end show, um, but it, it's good. Um, wow, it, it's phenomenal, and the attention to detail that uh, uh, the gorilla put on characters and uh, the art design, the the clothing that these characters have, and and the mechanical design for these creatures. It's just top notch. Like I, I haven't seen anything on on any other platform that has um, such attention to detail when it comes to characters. So it's you know a top notch uh, game. If you haven't picked it up, I think there's a a game of the year edition or or, or a full edition coming out. I think it's the second week in December. That's okay. basically that's basically uh, the game and and the Frozen Wilds all, all in one package. Oh, nice! Yeah, so uh, if you if you guys haven't grabbed it, I, I highly highly recommend it. This is a fantastic game, uh, and I'm having fun with this, Joe. I'm I'm looking forward to doing this. Uh, I know that on Tuesday the Comrades expansion for 
Final Fantasy 15 came out. I'm looking forward to playing that over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to have a pretty packed weekend, but I'm going to try to get some time and and play that. And that is included on the season pass. If you don't have the season pass, it's $20 for the add-on on the um, on Comrades, which actually it's a no-brainer because the season pass, 20 bucks. So you might as well just get the season yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I, at that point and get the episodes because the episodes have been really good so far. Um, but that's, that's it, man. That's, that's what I've been up to on that. Nice. Up, I'm having a long weekend this week and, and then we're at Thanksgiving next week. So, Oh, nice. So it's going to be two kind of short weeks. Get, try and get some rest, getting no low time on the map. We got yes. some, uh, we got some uh, new and interesting ideas that uh, we're hoping to share with you guys soon. So, you know, Keep, uh, we'll, we'll definitely keep you posted. But Joe, um, before we go into the madness that that this episode's going to be, <laughs> oh, I know, and, and and we want to apologize, guys, because this episode is going to be one all over the place, and two may get a little bit controversial. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty pretty big. It's gonna, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be packed. Um, we got we got a lot to talk about, and and uh, a lot of things that are. Uh, I would say sensitive in nature, if you want to yeah, call there, it that. There, there, there are things that are happening. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's stuff that's going on, and it's yeah. it's unfortunate. Yep. So we want to give you guys the heads up um, before we, we start rambling over here. Uh, but before we jump in, Joe, Justice League, what's going on? Tell me. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so <laughs> I, I try not to let these things, like, affect me, but, you know, you and I have been very hesitant on Justice League all along, so... What was not good news is that immediately the reviews or the embargo for the reviews uh, were being held out until Wednesday. Um, so, you know, uh, the same week of the movie coming out historically, that's not a good sign when, when you have it wait um, that long for the embargo to lift. And then on top of that, one of the top sites that people go to when in those embargo lifts to get more of like a, a number behind the reviews, kind of a, a compilation, the aggregator, that would be Rotten Tomatoes. That's the number one source for you to, to look at, in my opinion, when it comes to reviews uh, of movies when they, before they come out. And Rotten Tomatoes decided to do, to because they knew how many people wanted to know what was going on, they decided to kind of use it in a way that would be an advantage for them. And it makes sense, you know, to some degree. Um, I'm not going to be too hard on them because they made a decision that, you know, I think it somehow worked out for them and caused some more exposure. Um, but what they did is they decided to hold back the score until uh, midnight of uh, Friday, uh, Thursday going into Friday. Sorry, <laughs> of Wednesday going into Thursday. Yeah. Um, and they have their show called Seed or Skip It. And it's an original show. And basically on the show, the idea was that they were going to reveal, you know, should you see it, should you skip it, and then what is the tomato meter at the time of them recording it. Um, prior to them actually going ahead and having this episode, there was already a leak on what the score was going to be from a screenshot because it was accidentally on their app. They put on the app before they even had it there. <laughs> yeah, it was on a Flickster, right? Yeah, it was on, yeah. It was on Flickster. Um, yeah. So, it, it, you know, without getting... Further on, it was it was forty three percent is what the leak was. Forty three percent of critics liked uh, the movie or thought it was okay. Um, so that's that's really bad. Um, and then you and I checked this out. Then today, 
just now. Uh, it was like now, it was like it was like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dropped all the way down at the time of us recording this. It has dropped down to thirty seven percent. Yeah, I'm getting. What is going I'm on, get, man? I'm getting thirty six now, Joe. Oh wait, wait, refresh. Stand by, it's coming. Thirty six. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, I I really wanted this movie to be good, and it, it probably is. Uh, I watched the Chris Tuckman and the Jeremy Johns reviews, which are um, two of probably my favorite movie guys on on YouTube, and yeah. and they're saying that it's not that bad. I mean, it's. They're saying that the movie is, it's fine. You can tell that the production had some major problems, of course, with, you know, what happened with, uh, with you know, with Zack Snyder's daughter and, uh, you know, um, more, you know, cast, not, not, not cast issues, but reshoots that happened and and people actually being cut out of the movie, but not entirely, but Henry Cavill having a mustache and all those things were mentioned in the review. And and you can tell that, uh, you know, these guys are not, of course, these guys are not biased. They're not paid by, you know, uh, they're not, they're not a Marvel's, you know, payroll. Pay <laughs> um, and and, and I, I tend to trust them uh, mostly. Uh, so, they they can tell that oh this was done by Snyder oh this was just done by Whedon uh, and you know you can definitely tell the the tonal uh, discrepancies in the movie but they're saying that it actually you know they thought it was going to be worse because of all the problems that this this movie had during this production so I'm I'm I want to see it I'm curious to see it I'll probably even buy it when it comes out uh, but we'll see we'll see yeah. what happens. Yeah, it's kind of like Dawn of Justice, like that had some really, really bad, um, even worse than this. Uh, that was twenty seven percent. That was was like ended up getting stuck at. Um, yep. Which that basically means roughly almost three out of ten people <clears throat> who saw the movie thought it was decent. Basically. Yeah. Um, looking at I, this, I, I like the movie. I, I'm again. I don't have. I don't have any major gripes with that movie, and I'm gonna do a shout out um, before we jump into something else. Uh, but go ahead, Joel. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm, I was just saying, like, just how, like, with that movie, critically, it it got got pretty smattered. Um, I didn't, I didn't love the movie the way I thought I would. Um, however, like, I didn't think the movie was a disaster, like how some oh, people yeah. put it to be. Yeah. Uh, I've seen disaster movies. Trust me, <laughs> that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was not one of them, and I can name several. Um, this, this was not the, uh, this is not Batman and Robin. Um, oh, so boy. yeah. So I, I, you know, like at the end of the day, I'm happy to see the Justice League for the first time on screen. Um, and I'll be seeing it and then I'll, you'll hear what my actual reaction to it is after I see it this upcoming weekend on the next episode. So we'll, we'll leave it there and we'll see what happens. But unfortunately critics are not, not in love with it. Yep. Um, and, and before we jump out, like I said, I had a, I have a shout out. Joel, I sent you this video earlier today. I don't know how I missed this video. Uh, this video is about, you know, a year and a half old uh, right now. And uh, it's a video by Brett Culp, who is a director producer uh, on some indie films and documentaries. And the video is called Batman vs. Superman, How I Surprised Myself and Fell in Love with This Film. And... Um, 
I watched this video, Joe, because someone in the uh, Podcast Beyond group on Facebook uh, actually linked to Brett Culp on, I can't remember if, if it was a TED Talk or, or it was like, he was talking to a crowd, right? And, yeah. then, and then he talked about his video on that um, on that conference. So I went back and watched the video, Joe, and this is entirely how I feel about this movie. Uh, it's, it's one of those things because this video is so moving. And I was watching this video and I was like, in tears, I was like, ah, oh, this is ridiculous. Why, why is he doing this to me? <laughs> but he's, but in my opinion, he, he hits it spot on. So I highly recommend that you guys watch this video. Again, it's by Brett Culp, and uh, it's called Batman vs. Superman, How I Surprised Myself and Fell in Love with This Film. Um, so I highly recommend that you guys uh, should definitely watch it. It's, it's by far, Joe, my favorite movie review of all time because it wow. is so good. It is so good, and it's so hard, heartfelt, and it's just not it's, – it's looking at this movie from – a human side and i really appreciate that and um you know spoiler alerts because there's some spoilers on the video but also man tears <laughs> <laughs> i watched it too and i thought i thought it was actually pretty good i i i, I gotta admit I, and I, like how you said like he hits on specific notes that personally when i watched it, i was like yeah like i get it I get this movie. Yeah. Like where some people don't get it. I mean, I feel like if you really get, if you <laughs> want to see the movie that I love, the movie that should have been released is the uh, ultimate edition. That's the movie that we deserved in the theaters. Yes. I'll never again watch the the theatrical version after oh, no. having the, 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 the extended. There's, there's absolutely no reason for a, for you, for someone to actually go back and, and watch the, the theatrical version. Cause it's, I mean, compared to the ultimate edition, it's like nine day. It's, it's, it's a completely different movie. I mean, in my in my opinion, because I mean, it's it's structured the same, but it's like this makes so much more sense, and it's they butchered lot, it. Yeah, man. it's a lot more cohesive, and then and then it's funny because they even cut out the 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 stinger for uh friggin' Justice League, it's like, and they cut it yeah. out from the main movie, and it's on the oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, the whole thing with Steppenwolf, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, it makes no sense. I don't, I don't know what Warner's thinking. I, I don't. Uh, all right, let's. <laughs> you want to move along to another PR fiasco? Let's jump. Uh, all right, so, so you guys know that I've mentioned uh, a few times that I got to play the Star Wars Battlefront Two beta, and I really enjoyed it, and I pre-ordered the game, and I'm still gonna get it. I'm probably not gonna play it this week. But I'm still going to get it regardless. And what happened, of course, there was this whole controversy that we talked about a little bit in a, a few episodes ago about uh, about the loot boxes, right? And how yep. loot boxes are uh, uh, affecting um, gameplay. It's not, not, it's not just cosmetics anymore. It's not costumes. You are getting gameplay elements out of, uh, out of these loot boxes. So that in itself was a controversy, right? And that happened. But then this week there was a, or actually last week there was a media event or a review event for uh, for Battlefront Two, and there the guys that were doing the the uh, you know the journalists that they invited uh, to do the reviews uh, were playing the game and everything was fine, and then. Uh, they noticed that the heroes, uh, hero characters in that game, being you know your 
your your Ray, your Darth Maul, Boba Fett, Luke, and Darth Vader and Yoda, you know, the, the main Star Wars characters. Um, they were behind credits, right? They were not you need to unlock them, and that's fine. It was ten thousand credits to unlock, right? On uh, during the event. So when early access for the game started, people noticed that it was no longer 10,000 credits to unlock these characters. It was now 60,000 credits to unlock these characters. So uh, on average, you get about 600 credits per match, Joe. <laughs> oh my goodness. So so someone on Reddit did, did the math and it'll take you around 40 hours to get 60,000 credits. So, uh, so yeah, so it'll take you, it'll, it'll take you, I think it was like 162 hours to get enough credits just to buy the heroes. And that is not buying a loot crates and power ups or anything else. Uh, or, you know, loot boxes. Um, so this became a big problem. And EA, they're, they're, uh-huh, go ahead. No, I'm saying they're forcing you to have to spend money if you want to play the heroes because who's going to spend that that long amount of time? Who has that kind of time? Exactly. I mean, I I put uh, I think I put around 70 hours on the first one, and and I got I got what I wanted out of it. You know, I wanted the Shadow Trooper. I got the Shadow Trooper. I got you know the the cards I wanted, and I got to upgrade the cards I wanted, and that's fine. And I didn't have a problem with it. Um, and like I like I've I've said you know a thousand times on the show, I did not spend a dime on that game other than what the game cost, and and I got it for fairly cheap. So um, I I didn't spend a lot of money on it. So after this comes out, EA goes on on Reddit and says you know gives a you know EAPR goes on Reddit and makes a post. Uh, saying, you know, oh, that no, you know, heroes are, uh, they, they want to uh, basically make it like the, the, the recent, the, I'm so, I'm so mad over this, Joel. It's like, it's like a lot of words. So basically the reason, <laughs> so the, the reason that they, made the the price for the hero so high was because they wanted you to feel accomplished. What? That's what they said on Reddit. And then and then And isn't that the most disliked post? It is now the most disliked post on Reddit history. Uh, it was last time I checked it was like a like 642,000 dislikes. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you doing? Uh, so EA does that, and um, the next day, it was like 24 hours after this happened, EA says, hey, yo, we're, we're listening to you guys. We're cutting the the hero costs, uh, the credits, in, in for 70, you know, cutting 75% across the board on all heroes. So if your hero was 60,000 credits, it's now 15,000 credits. If if the hero was you know twenty thousand credits, that was five thousand credits. So they did that across the board, but they did two things, Joe, that were really super shady. Uh, one of them I just learned a few hours ago. So the first one was 
when you finish the campaign, the by finishing the campaign, you will get 20,000 credits. They lowered that to 5,000 credits. Ugh. And they capped the amount of credits that you can get per day on arcade mode. And I just learned about that today. No. Yep. yep. So so you can't grind. It's like you can't grind. But then I, after I saw that, because <laughs> then you texted me this post, which I saw, which I saw on Facebook. Uh, EA has suspended all microtransactions on the game until they figure out a way to keep everyone happy. <laughs> oh, uh, when I, when I saw when I saw that last post, I said, "Wow!" Like. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? Was it the most dislikes on Reddit, or was it just I don't know what what how how would you not know this early on? Like this is just beyond shady. Now you're literally offending people. So, um, it's do you th- my opinion, Joe? Do you think that Disney had to do something with all the changes that they made? That's a good that's a good point. I think so. Me too. I think I think someone at Disney was go, was was paying attention uh and and, yeah. and saw fan outrage and you know this is Disney's biggest franchise right now. Um, I mean they do have Marvel but you know Star Wars is Star Wars, you know. Um in Star Wars is it's you know legend, cinema legend. So <laughs> Someone at Disney must have been paying attention and intervened somehow. You got in touch with EA, uh, got in touch with partners, and say, "Hey, you listen, this is our brand. I know that this is your game, and we'll let you guys roll with it. But this is our brand. We don't want our brand to be, um, um, I guess, involved with this sort of controversy." Uh, yeah. Another thing that I saw this morning, Joel, is that uh, the uh, gambling authorities in Belgium uh, were actually going to investigate um, Battlefront 2 over this. <clears throat> Whoa. And I mean, that that probably was the, you know, that, that that was you know that was that that's that probably was it because once you get a government agency it doesn't matter matter where in the world investigating your product then you have a problem and Disney said you either probably cut it or you know uh, or, or you suffer the consequences basically uh, I mean I'm assuming that Disney at any point uh, has control over their license and and is able to actually just pull it because Disney is Disney yeah. You know? um, so that's a big deal. So I think that's why they suspended microtransactions or basically suspending suspended uh, monetary transactions, like paying real money for, for loot boxes. That That's probably the reason. But there had to be, before that, because of all the damage control that they did and everything that happened, someone at Disney must have been paying attention and, and say it is like, I, we don't want you know our, our brand to be... Um, mixed in with all, all of this controversy. I know that, uh, you know, EA is a big company. Um, and, and now I'm going to go into, a, you know, a bit of a passionate rant, you know, <laughs> um, as if I did not already. 
<clears throat> so um, and people need to get used to this thing. Uh, you know, games have evolved into something uh, bigger, and uh, the consumers and the the, the uh, players and the gamers, or however you want to call it, they, they we need to get used to this, Joel. Um, like like I've mentioned before, I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but. Um, the games are no longer sixty dollars. You pay sixty dollars. Yeah, right. sixty dollars is your park ticket. Uh, you know, but then you need to buy for your, you need to buy your food and you need to buy your gifts. Uh, that's yep. that basically that's how it is. You know, uh, so it, once you once you go in and pay those sixty dollars, uh, then you keep adding on to it. How many? How much more? More money you want? Um, of course, there's few exceptions like like Horizon Zero Dawn, where it doesn't have any microtransactions. They just released a a, a separate expansion, like um, like like what games used to be. Probably, I'd say about ten years ago. Um, but we need to get used to um, the industry moving in that direction. And I know that uh, there's going to be growing pains and. Um, companies like EA just now you know they're gonna they're gonna put their um uh their plan out there and people are not gonna like it and they're gonna get hit back for it and other companies can learn from it you know take two is is planning to move into games as a service from now on Activision is you know other companies can learn from this whole fiasco and um hopefully they come they can come up with a solution because it's uh, you know, it's uh, unfortunately this is the, the this is the way that games are going to be in the you know predictable future and a foreseeable future. So we just need to hold our breaths, be patient. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. I think this is the worst it's gonna get. I'm hoping, <laughs> and and then from here it should um it, it should go a lot smoother after this. Um, before we move on, I do want to ask you your opinion on the Matt Everett tweet, uh, the armchair developers on this internet. Do you believe that he was directly referring to what was going on, or do you believe him when he says that this was not anything related to uh, the backlash on the game? Um, was that on the uh, on the Instagram post that they that they put in, or? No, no, I'm talking about you. You remember the developer, the guy Matt Everett? He tweeted out that that tweet about the armchair developers on this internet um, shortly after the backlash. I don't know if you I saw that. I did not that. see that. No. Um. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this guy, he tweets, he tweets this out. Um, he's one of the developers, and he tweets out saying, you know, this thing, the armchair developers on this internet, right after people are already being outraged with the, with the Reddit okay. post, and um, he's you know involved in the development of the game, and uh, you know, instantly he just got smeared with just you know, of course, the internet firing back at him, like you know, like you you're gonna come at us, like. You know about what what your what you guys chose to do, like you know what I mean. You're, you're and so uh, you know he basically ended up deleting the tweet, um, but then he ended up retracting, saying that that tweet had nothing to do with, um, you know, with what what was going on at EA, you know, in regards to this new game. But again, the tweet was specifically this: 
the armchair developers on this well, internet. I mean, and that's that's a problem in every industry, right? Um, we we love basketball, and you know, and and everyone and everyone knows more than Shaq and Barkley, right? It's it's right. it's like that, you know. It's um, and it's like that for every industry. It's like uh, there's been many times where you know, uh, fans criticize WWE and they'll say, "Oh, I would have done this storyline different." And then uh, you'll get a tweet from Triple H saying, "Yeah, sure, because you're have you know many years of experience in running a company and doing these things." You know, it's it, it's 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 like that in every industry, Joe. Um, I think that this is bigger. Uh, I did see a tweet from Jason Schreier from Kotaku not too long ago. Uh, I want to say about an hour and a half ago uh, that there are meetings being held at EA and someone's going to get fired. And, wow. Um, you know, some, someone, some of the higher, someone high up in EA um, is, is going to get fired. And, and we'll wow. see. We'll see how that goes. I, you know, we'll find out so, sooner than later. Um, it's unfortunate that this is happening to Star Wars, and this is it's unfortunate that this is happening to a game that I was really, really looking forward to. Um, and like I've said, in my opinion, this game is the best Star Wars game ever because it plays, <laughs> it looks, it sounds, and it plays. It's it's fantastic, but but it's right. it's unfortunate that um, it's been you know, riddle with all of these problems and all this, you know, controversy. Also, Joe, the Xbox One X version, it's busted. <laughs> yeah, really? it's the only console that's glitchy right now. It's bad. It's like, it's like game breaking. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait the Xbox One the, S or the, the X? Which one is, which one is X. broken? Yeah, it's broken. <laughs> it's like, it's glitchy and the droids are getting stuck and, it's like game. It's like game breaking stuff happening right now. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, I mean, it's and it's it's funny because he's the only version that's that, that's having these problems. Um, but man, uh, it it's it's unfortunate again that this is happening to a Star Wars game. And I know that there's people saying, "I was like, oh, EA makes a you know billion, almost a billion dollars out of FIFA alone, and and you know they can take a hit and." you know, from Star Wars and still sell a ton. It's like, I mean, your, your average consumer is not going to care about this. They're going to see the new Star Wars game and they're going to buy it and that's it. And a story. Um, but when yeah. it comes to uh, the actual video game audience, uh, you know, the, the people that invest a lot of money into, you know, consoles and PC hardware and games, those are the people that have... Um, you know to say because they're very vocal and 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 you know it's once you're vocal and and vocal in the in, in the sense that you know you're getting 640 some thousand people disliking your reddit post it's it's yeah. bad i mean this this whole thing has been just crazy and uh and you know unfortunate and and you know so where i was going before i started rambling off again is that games are really expensive you know uh, you're looking at a game like phantom pain cost 80 million dollars to make and it wasn't even finished you know there was missing an entire mm. chapter and it was missing uh it was missing stuff they couldn't even afford to get 
uh, licensing for the guns like Hideo Kojima wanted because they couldn't afford it. It's, you know, these games are expensive. And then you're looking at a, at a game like, like Star Wars Battlefront that looks so nice. I mean, those graphics cost money. And, you know, Beautiful. you're, you're talking about, uh, you're talking about, uh, I don't know, a 400, 500, you know, people team that make an average of, of you know, $45,000 a year for three years. I mean, it's a lot of money. So, you know, the game does cost a lot of money and then, you know, things aren't cheap and people need to realize that too. If you don't want to pay for any other microtransactions, that's fine. You don't have to. No one's making you pay for the microtransactions. I I really don't care, Joe. It's like, I really don't care. It's like, I go online on, uh, I don't know, Street Fighter and I see people with a cool costume. I was like, oh, cool costume. And I move along. I don't have to go and buy the cool costume. And, right. You know, it's like that. Um and, and and people just need to get a grip of themselves and 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 you know developers are they they work hard on these things and you know publishers want to make money and that's that's how things work you know business this is not a charity EA is not a charity Activision is not a charity Sony's not a charity these guys are a business and businesses are there to make money plain and simple um, you know yep. And, and if you want to be vocal, sure, I guess that being vocal is actually paying off right now. We're actually seeing some significant improvement on what EA um, has promised and, and what they're doing. Um, but it's it's crazy, Joe. It's like I'm trying. I'm still it's like it's like this. It's been all every day this week and and, and two or three things happen like every day this week. It's like it's been nonstop all week about this whole battlefront, you know, craziness. And I'm, I'm just exhausted. I just want to play the damn game. (laughs) I know it's, it's, I think like there's a little bit of like the politics behind when they initially announced this game, I think was going on a little bit of like something for, for me, there was almost a hesitancy of like, it sounds too good to be true just because like you have these execs that want to make money off of, you know, people making microtransactions so like when they came off the bat and being like oh we're not gonna we're not gonna try and sell you this or we're not because remember i was there at the battlefront 2 world premiere yeah and 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 they really pushed the whole press conference they really pushed it like we're not gonna do this and we're not gonna do that and it's gonna be this and you guys don't have to work because we're gonna give you every like that's all they give you like everything you guys said we heard and it's it's you know now we're here now we're here at the launch we're seeing how you're handling it behind the scenes it's yeah. coming to the limelight and guess what we, the people will hold you accountable for that and i am happy to know that someone is not tone deaf and someone is able to hear what's going on and i'm like you know again you and i've speculated that probably was disney it's speculation but you know i yeah. possible as disney steps in and says like look either you're gonna pull this game or you're gonna face the consequences and do what you have to do um yeah. because it's it, it's getting too bad 
too quick and it, it's un- it was, yeah. it's unnecessary. You're looking at a game like you just said, it's beautiful. <clears throat> it's uh ha- they they put so much work into the behind the scenes. I mean, you you've got not just as a beautiful, but the yeah. storyline for the campaign didn't just have a campaign. It looks like it has a really good one. Yeah, Christy Goldwing is in there, you know, writing uh, books on this backstory and connect to the movies. Uh, you know, you, the game the gameplay itself from uh, you know, multiplayer standpoint is perfectly fine. It looks like it got even better. I mean, I, I just yeah. the problem has to do with how you operate your business side of this, and so um, you know, it's a win for the internet to see that them come on put the statement out shortly before we recorded this, saying that yeah, we're gonna stop all the microtransactions until we can figure out what we're gonna be doing, and guess what? This is your chance now. Like if they come back and they try and play some type of crazy game like okay now we're putting this stuff back on and you know hope you enjoyed it while it lasts or whatever you know i think you're gonna see some big backlash i don't expect them to do anything crazy i think that they're gonna learn very quickly and i think like you said if that means that unfortunately that there's some uh stuff going on at the very top of these decision makers um but i think there's gonna be some changes but but if not expect some big backlash um we'll just see man the future is is to be seen yeah, and and it, it it looked like EA was turning it around. I mean, the first Battlefront, you know, for what it was missing, it was good, and and then they came came out with that game, that smaller game. Uh, was it Untwined? Yep, some something like that. And and you know, people was like, oh, that's charming. You know, oh, so it looks like EA is trying to turn things around, and they're trying to be better. Uh, um. But then more um, retired or not retired, he went to um, um, uh, manage a, a soccer team, and uh, and it looks like the guy that took over after he left, which is just like, no nah, man, just make all this money. Yeah, and pretty much. I mean, so maybe he's the maybe he's gonna get cut, um, you know, from from what we've seen, we've been seeing or, or hearing. So we'll see. We'll see what this goes, Joel, uh, and and we're going to move on to another one. I talked a lot, Joel, so I'm going to leave uh, the next topic to you, so be my guest, sir. No worries, man. Honestly, you're sitting back and you're preaching to the choir. I told you prior to us recording this, I cannot wait to hear what you had to say. So that was well done, man. Well done. Um, next topic to swing into, literally, <laughs> is Spider-Man, the Sony Spideyverse. <laughs> uh, some reports report came out this last week saying that sony is in development they have a script they're in development right now for morbus the living vampire uh, movie um so apparently we've talked about this before like with the venom movie um and you know in the past they tried to do a sister six thing you know so sony's still very much serious about having this uh Mar- sony marvel universe that has nothing to do with what they're doing with Spider-Man and the Avengers universe <laughs> with Disney. They want to make this thing happen. I've been very vocal before on my stance that I do not agree with the decision of having Spider-Man villains lead a movie, let alone be in a movie that does not have Spider-Man in it whatsoever, especially from the aspect of you're, you're supposed to now relate to the villains. It just... It doesn't do well successfully from things we've done in the past. I'm not saying it can't be done successfully in the future. I just don't. I just think like if, if it doesn't have a good track record already, what are you going to do so different that's going to make it so great? Um, Morbus Living Vampire, interesting character. 
I just don't see people running to see it, especially it's a, such an obscure thing. I, I I really don't don't get it. I am at the place that I could I understand why they say it's in development, but I don't even think this thing's gonna necessarily happen. To be if you had to ask me today, that's just my pure opinion. And and at this point, I really don't think it should happen. Uh, let's let's get a Venom movie it's, if if you're gonna first if you're serious about this this universe. Yeah, and it's it's weird because Morbius has kind of like a very obscure Spider-Man character. Oh yeah, yeah, it's like super obscure. It's like it's like he's like a like a D-tier villain or villain slash you know anti-hero if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, it's weird that they're moving in that direction. I I, I mean, what's next, Craven? <laughs> well, I actually want that's the thing. I want Craven in a Spider-Man movie. A Spider-Man I want the Craven I want Craven's Last Hunt. I want that to happen. I don't want Spider-Man to die, but like I want to see I want to see like full on like Spider-Man be hunted. Like even when he's in high school and like what what's going on? Like oh, I'd love to see that movie, but but imagine a Craven movie without Spider-Man. Who's he hunting and why should I care? Um, this is just questions you have to ask us from a fan standpoint, but then if the fans themselves don't get it, how do you expect the general audience to connect with this content and this story? Um, you know, you, you, you kind of need the fans, in my opinion, to be your marching army to make some noise and say there's something they like, kind of like Deadpool. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but I don't see that happening with this. This, this is almost like a non-story. Actually, it was it was a big deal when it first came out, but then it just been pushed to the side because in reality, we'll see if this thing even comes and actually happens. Yeah, you know, apparently, I, I, apparently the script's done. Yeah. Yeah, which is really weird. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I believe it. Yeah, I'm curious to see uh, Venom. I, I, I'm really curious to see how that turns out. If if they manage to actually do it good and good writing, I know the special effects are going to be great, but um, you know that doesn't make a movie, and 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 you know we've seen that many many times. And, and the one that I think the one that I think like I would say like the one thing that's like going for Venom is because you you're looking at like Tom Hardy being the lead for that movie. Yeah, but outside and of pretty, that, and he's pretty cautious. He's pretty cautious with when when choosing material. So. Right, right. No, a hundred percent. But I have to be honest with you. If you were to say what upcoming, you know, Marvel Sony Universe movie that I'd be the most excited about, I actually say right now it'd be Black Cat and Silver Sable. Um, I actually think that one is the one that actually makes sense to do a separate from Spider Man movie because Black Cat is a is a character that has enough there, and and Silver Sable is a, a fun character to introduce. Like I could see that actually being successful. Venom, I could see it possibly, but this one, oh geez, uh, hopefully you don't spend that much money if you're going to put this one out there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they can actually, if if they get the right director, they can actually, prop, you know, pull off Morbius with with a fairly small budget. They don't need right. they don't need a hundred million dollars to do this nope. thing. Uh, they can actually get it done with with a lot less. You know, Morbius is not a a very intense. Uh, character as you know he's very grounded he's very grounded so so they can get away with you know a a modest budget on this one and so you know if they find a you know a producer that's willing to put in money for it sure and if if it's if if the script's already done that means that the script may not be that bad because this was done in secret too so 
Yeah, no, I mean, we'll we'll see. I just it's a it's a leak that came out there, and we'll see what happens when I'm sure the next time that Amy Pascal sitting down, maybe next to Kevin Feige, we'll get a fun answer. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, hey Joel, I got I got a bit of breaking news from Venture Beat, um, confirming that indeed Bob Iger, CEO of Disney, called Andrew Wilson, CEO of EA, and a couple hours later. It was done. See, your speculation was on the nose. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's confirmed that Disney called him and told him what's up. Yeah. If Bob, if Bob, (laughs) if Bob Iger is involved, like that's, it doesn't get any higher than that in the food chain. That's, that's pretty big. You make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if, if Bob Iger gets involved, you're, you're, that's it. You know, you're gonna, you, that's, it's going to happen. Exactly. So yeah, well, that's, that's that. that. Hopefully, it'll be that'll. Hopefully, that'll be the yeah. end of it. We'll we'll see when they come back with those extra content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Joe, we're gonna move into a, a bit of um, sensitive. Yeah, sensitive. sensitive. That's good. That's good. Want to call it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, of course, in the last few weeks, uh, we've all seen um, what what's been going on in in Hollywood politics and other areas in regards to to sexual harassment. So it was made public last Friday, and we're not gonna we're not gonna name the uh, the people involved because we don't want to give either of them you know credit or right. discredit. You know, because we we don't know where uh, we're going from the information that's that's been made public. Uh, there was uh, apparently two uh, female IGN workers, one former, one current, um, that were um, harassed by a former IGN editor, and um, no one in the IGN. Uh, content team knew about it. No one, you know, in the IGN, uh, none of the IGN editors knew about this. And um, uh, I, I want to call it uh, that. Uh, let's let's say how it is, man. It's like this guy's this guy's did something pretty ballsy, and um, the IGN content team basically went on strike until they were able to meet with management and um, get management to issue a statement um, and in a, in a very interesting turn of, of events Joe um, it's, IGN actually allowed the content team to make their statement yeah and, yeah and and it was public and uh, it is uh, if I would have been part of that team, I would have been very proud of what was accomplished because uh, it was, um, I think it was phenomenal. Um, what these guys did was uh, was incredible. And props to the IGN management team too because uh, they were able to actually work with uh, the content teams and, and you know HR and executives and, and make this happen. So kudos to them. Um, they were really upset because this was this was never made public. HR, um, I, I, I guess, based on what they've said, uh, 
addressed it as it was like a, a, a two-way type of flirtatious thing that was going on and was, did not address it uh, the way they should have. Of course, part of the problem right now is that uh, the, the HR person that handled that case is no longer with the company, so they really don't have any uh, anyone to go against, but... Um, but they they really wanted the management team to get out there and and address it. Um, they didn't, and that's why they went on strike uh, for a day. Um, of course, they they um, they they started putting out their their content again. Podcast Beyond came out a day late, but it came out, and they addressed it on the podcast as well. But it's it's very interesting, very. Uh, uh, I would say again, uh, if I would have been part of that team, I would have been very proud of what was accomplished because no, uh, not a lot of companies give uh, their employees the platform to make their statement about something so sensitive. So, um, so hats off to to the IGN management team. Hundred uh, percent. You know, it's it, the reason why we felt the need to bring this up on on the podcast is because as you guys know like the theme of this podcast is just things that Obed and I are very passionate about and and that revolves heavily around um video games and IGN is arguably the biggest voice as it comes to the gaming industry online um and, and so yeah. when you have a story like this come out you know there's stuff that we've we've we mentioned Obed mentioned in the beginning you know that's going on in different areas in different industries um a lot of different you know things are going on we haven't spoken about it really just because it didn't d directly connect to what you know we talked about here on no low time but when this happened coming out uh with the alpha i guess you'd say of the industry in ign um, you have to talk about it because it, if they, if this was not handled um, differently, I'm, and now I say this handled, I'm talking about the way the content team handled now the aftermath of the statement and the way the management is working with the content team according to everything that we're hearing. If that just this didn't happen this way, it could have gone really sour even quicker for IGN, and um, you know, with with these. Um, alleged uh situations that that, that had occurred um there's a lot of things that can be said about the different individuals um just on what you know different things that, that have happened in the past even with these individuals that make it very um you know scratching your head but also kind of like wow um you know speaks a lot about what kind of people these these people you know can be online versus the way these people can be in, in person um, so it's, I think this is a learning experience for this organization, uh, for this business rather to, to really just take this and say like, you know, wrong is wrong. Um, we can't protect somebody just because, you know, we, we value maybe their work. Um, you know, we have to, we have to, we have to do something about what's going on and that that's, you know. On, on a case-by-case -case basis so i think that's the positive coming out of it and then not just doing something in the sense of like you know oops whatever the the the, con the actual employees themselves held the company accountable and said like if you don't do something you're gonna lose out on business just because if they're not if the ign content team which does a very good job in my opinion if they're not yeah. doing work for for a lengthy <clears throat> amount of time 
I can only imagine what their numbers financially starts to happen with their the site reads and and and, and watches on videos and list, listens and all these different things like the analytics. I, I can only imagine how much that affects them as a business the longer they're out. So for them to quickly hold for them to hold them accountable is is, is amazing. But then um, to also get the company to like take it seriously in the sense that you know they like what what can we do and 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 putting it, the ball back in their court and working together, uh, it's it's an amazing thing and and uh, you know there's a lot there's a lot there but you and I are just you know playing it smart on what we say just because these this is a situation that's just you know we're we're reading about it just like you and everyone else that have have looked at this stuff and and. Uh, it's, it's it's a it's a response to harassment. It's a response to harassment allegations. It's a response to the industry as a whole, um, and it's sent. There's a very good message just being sent here, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think IGN is setting an example to uh, not only the video game industry but every industry in general. Um, I know that uh, I, I've like I've mentioned before. I did I did my. Um, my few years working at Disney, and um, they are they are very very strict um, when it comes to this type of things, and you know, but but at the same and you know at the same time, I've worked with in other places that there are not, you know, and and it's unfortunate. So IGN is really setting up setting an example for for everyone. Uh, especially, you know, the, the management team being able to collaborate with the, you know, content team and and be able to put the statements out there. Uh, I highly recommend that you guys check out the statements because both of them are very, very good. And, um, you know, everyone at, that works at IGN right now should should feel proud of themselves because this is uh, a, a, a big step in the right direction. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's one of those things like you read this kind of stuff and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to to not have had to have, you know, ever been around these kind this kind of situation personally and, and I'm fortunate not to to, you know, have to experience certain things. But, you know, it's it's a real situation that goes on out there in different places and you know, and, and uh it's good to, to have your eyes open and then I just have your eyes open but literally do something about it. So it, it it's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um <laughs> moving into more lighthearted territory. Uh, you want to talk about that Deadpool teaser? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this this teaser came out at a time I did not expect. I don't know about you, um, but just out of the blue, you know, the the marketing campaign for Deadpool back at it again, and <laughs> yeah, back uh, at it again for sure. Back at it again, and and so I I get an email because um, I. I subscribe to the emails from comicbook.com. So whenever something that's considered breaking news in, in the, the genre, I usually I get an email right away. Um, so the minute that this one came out, I got an email right away, pop up. Um, and and uh, I was like, breaking news, Deadpool trailer. And I'm like, trailer? Like a full trailer for this movie? Like what? And then... It wasn't really a trailer. <laughs> yeah, and then I finally got to watch it later on, you know, the actual thing. And it's, it's, a, it's a teaser and it's... It, all it's really doing for for the movie is it's just making you like, hey, this movie's coming out. Hopefully you remember. Have a little laughs. Um, you know, for those yeah. of you that enjoyed the last stuff, we're gonna give you more of the same and and continue on with Deadpool the way they've set it up from before. Um, you know, to separate from from that. As for me, um, you know, I at first I was like I don't really like get it just from the sense of like like marketing. 
but I think I, they know who they're they're marketing it to because I was like, well, like you know, he's talking about like, oh, I'm really high right now, and I was like, what? Like, it took me out of Deadpool for a moment, like not thinking about it. I was just thinking about what was going on and like, huh? But then like it then it started to give me like more of an aha in this flat, and it goes into that really cool cutscene, uh, you know, cuts of chops of, of the movie for a couple yeah. seconds, and then it comes back and. I'm like okay, I see what you're doing here. I see, yeah. I see what you're, what you're trying to do. It looks like the 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 budget has been increased from from the little bits and pieces that they show. Oh, oh, for sure. Yeah. Just from like two two shots, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. they would not have done that in the last movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the last movie, you can tell that was a low budget movie. <laughs> it was still phenomenal, but yeah. oh yeah, but I mean, you could tell it's, yeah. it's, it had it had issues. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but it, it was great that whole Bob Ross thing and uh, and the 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 names of the the color palette and <laughs> and and how it cuts off and he's painting the the sky yellow and then he 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 looks at the camera and then there's a like a mountain it's like a beautiful like <laughs> you know trees and all this they do that they do that twice uh, and then you yeah. go back to the other thing then with yep. the 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 famous cable and and all of them at Thanksgiving the like, Thanksgiving oh, wow. yeah Thanksgiving poster. <laughs> yeah, it it's it's funny. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is great, man. If you don't follow, if you don't follow Ryan Reynolds on Twitter, you're doing yourself a disservice because he's ah, <laughs> uh, he's great. He makes my mornings. It's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know the some lighthearted news in this in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and and also also some some kind of lighthearted, but um, I mean it, it depends, <laughs> I guess. So. <laughs> Famitsu, and uh, for those of you guys that don't know, Famitsu is uh, a Japanese magazine that's uh, that's you know very very popular. It's been very very popular for many years, and um, they released the sales figures for the week of November sixth to November twelfth, and uh, it's very interesting, Joe. So do you wanna do you wanna go? You want to go top to bottom or or vice versa? Let's yeah, go, go. Let's go top to bottom. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So so number one is the Nintendo Switch for that week uh, with eighty four thousand five hundred ninety three units sold. Number two is the PS four with with twenty three thousand six hundred thirteen units sold. Wow. No, number two is the new Nintendo two DS XL. That's the new the the newer one that came out. Recently, that's real nice. Okay. That doesn't have the 3D screen. Uh, 10,935 units. The new Nintendo 3DS, 6,576 units. PS4 Pro, they're actually separating it. Um, okay. So 6,028 units. PS Vita, Joel. PS Vita's alive in Japan, at least. It lives. It Long li- live the Vita. It lives in Japan. Um. 3,023 units. You know which one... You know which one's the next one that the Vita actually outsold? <laughs> the Xbox One X. The Xbox One X. With 1,639 uh. 1, units. And they are sold out in Japan and they are not bringing more. That's what I heard. So those those 1,000 people are are so cherishing their, their X right now. Yep. So... Um, after the Xbox One X is the Nintendo 2DS. That's yeah. the which cheap one. Uh, 1176 for that one. 
Jill, do you know how much the Xbox One S sold? I mean, some somewhere in like the five hundreds. Oh no! Nope. Forty. Oh 49. my good! What? <laughs> what? Yep. Sold forty nine units in the week of November six to November twelve. Couldn't even hit fifty in Japan. Forty nine. 49 Xbox One S's. Uh, even with all um, even with all the, the slack reason. that I give Microsoft. <laughs> 49 units? Oh my goodness. I'm shocked. Yeah. Dude, like like the ne- like the next one up is, you know, 1127 units higher. Yeah. I mean the Vita the Vita outsold the X and the S combined for basically. a console it doesn't even have games coming and, out and for almost it. and almost doubled it uh, i mean it has right, games right, out in yeah. japan but yeah i mean for for a, a, a console that's really not doing great yeah holy crap man what, what the hell's going on? What, what is going, going on, on is the people speak with their money that's what's oh. going on. And if they're not oh, going to buy man. it, then there's and, no need and, for them to continue to ship it. So I don't think this thing's going to yeah, last, man. Yeah, man. I, we've said it before. It's not going to last. Now, at least, yeah, and they, they have zero market in Japan. Um, and that's why there's very limited Japanese games coming out. Like, I think Namco and, and Capcom are the only two companies that are putting out games on Xbox and Sega. Well, Sega here and there, but not a lot. Like, Atlas doesn't put, put out games on on the Xbox and Arc System Works doesn't put games on the Xbox and um, NIS, uh, you know, Nipponishi Software, they don't put games on the Xbox. Um, SNK is not putting games on the Xbox because um, King of Fighter 14, King of Fighter Force, King of Fighters 14 is only on PS4 and, and on PC, but it's not on Xbox. Um, man, that's why they have zero, almost zero Japanese support. Yeah, but even. But even with the lack of and, like marketing and all that, yeah. like there's still other there's other products like not even gaming related, other things that are like you know more like geared toward the states and and uh, still the Japanese market will jump on it, um you know just just you know just for the sake of wanting yeah. to you know to get involved in that and the X just I mean it's not even the people themselves can can get hyped about it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, like, like their foothold in Japan is, is non-existent. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's it's the Xbox. The big, their biggest market is is the state yeah. by by you know by far. Because um, even even in Europe, this year they they you know now with with the Xbox One, they they kind of struggle to hit it back in Europe. Um, they're not big in Asia. They are not big in the Middle East. It's um oh, man. yeah, man. Um I'm hoping like like I said, I'm I'm hoping that the Xbox One X turns turns it around, um, at least in the States where they can at least get you know some competition going. Uh but like both the Switch and the NES mini and the Super NES Mini outsold everything yeah. again last month for October. So uh Nintendo's doing great. Um, I know Sony's doing great too. You know they got some very aggressive bundles for the holidays, and you know great price point on both. Even the Xbox One right. S for one hundred eighty nine dollars no, is a great deal. Um, 
I mean, if you're looking for a game console that can, you know, you can at least play games in a decent way. You know, they don't look the best, but they they're fine. And you know, you get a a four K a four K player out of it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's a good deal, but I I'm you know at this point I I just really think that Microsoft should not even bother about releasing games in Japan, and and because they're not in Japan because of you know the this exact reason that's why they don't have any any you know Japanese games on it and they they have this big problem with like what happened with Platinum Games where they canceled Scalebound and that was was supposed to be their big game for this year you know now they ended up with nothing and you know Forza is an okay game uh and that's it you know yeah Assassin, Assassin's Creed looks pretty on the Xbox One S but it, it also looks, looks fine on my PS4 you know it's it's it, it looks, looks fine. fine on yours I bet I bet it does yeah yeah and again I've been playing Horizon on my standard PS4 uh with HDR HDR on on my TV and I was like this looks fantastic and I was like I mean, if it looks a little bit better with a pro, yeah, sure, maybe. But I haven't right. seen it, so I can't tell. From what I from what I can tell here, yeah, I think this so looks long as like just like you and I, we both have you know, 4K televisions. I think so long as you have that, like you know, you're you're good. Yeah, yep. As, as long as your settings on yeah. your, on your TV are good, then you should be fine. Um, but yeah. That's what uh, I got, no, man. I mean, you all I got to say is, you know, look out for our next episode. You know, we'll see when that when that pops out. And, you know, obviously we're going into the Thanksgiving weekend. So you guys make sure you enjoy that for sure and spend time with your family and just be thankful for the things that are around us. And, uh, you know, and also I want to say make sure, um, you know, in our next episode we'll talk about Justice League. So, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting episode. I'm curious, Obed, if you'll get to see it. We'll see. Um, and maybe, maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have some special stuff there to talk about. I know there's going to be so much more updates, even to the news stories we probably gave today and, and so on. But, but, uh, before I let you guys go, I want to get, let you guys know to please go ahead and give us a follow on social media. Like give us a follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at no low time. Again, that's at no low time. Uh, we also would ask if you could please send in any feedback or questions to noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes and Google Play. Uh, if you're subscribing on iTunes, go ahead and, and, and just give us a, a review. That really helps us out. Uh, if, you, if you're someone who's an Android listener but you know somebody who's on their iPhone, snag their iPhone and, and, and give us a review. <laughs> Um, we we're, we're so excited about the future of the show and all the things that we're planning some big, big stuff. So stay and hang with us. Uh, it's only going to get better guys for sure. And as always, I'd like to leave you with a song of the show. And this is from X-Men children of the atom. And this, Ooh. yeah. And this is the theme, uh, for the Omega red stage. So you guys enjoy and we'll see you next time. See ya.